Thanks for joining us for the Fight for Your Marriage podcast with Charlene Steinkamp. This is a place where you can find hope for your marriage through Jesus Christ. Hey everyone, it's Lori. I'm so glad that I get to join you today and just kind of have a discussion about some things that God has been teaching me lately. And I hope that he will use what he's been teaching me to just encourage you in the journey that you're on in life. It feels like it's been a whirlwind few months for our family. And I know that when that happens, it is so easy to become discouraged and to be overwhelmed with where I feel like I'm not seeing God move. But I have tried to be so intentional about looking for God moving, and it has really been a neat experience. If you listen to the podcast titled Making Your Spiritual and Physical Fitness a Priority, you probably have heard about the word of the year. And like many others, my husband and I and our kids all chose a word for this year. Well, let me rephrase that. We didn't necessarily choose a word, but God showed us a word. And my word was intentional. I really wanted this year to be more intentional in every area of my life. I didn't want to just let life slip by me and realize that I wasted another year. I'm so guilty of just being so busy in the everyday tasks that have to get done, but I sit back when I finally have time to reflect and realize that I didn't necessarily use every opportunity that I had for God or even for my family or for myself. And so I'm trying really hard this year to be intentional. And part of that intentionality is noticing God around me and not only noticing him, but looking for him. I want to be on the hunt for when God's doing things in my life. Now, let me confess and tell you that thanks to my dad, Bob Steinkamp, I have a completely type A personality, which means I like things organized and orderly. If you're not 10 minutes early, you're late. And I am a self-proclaimed warrior. I worry more than I wish I did worry. I just have a spirit of worry that sometimes the devil tries to use to overwhelm me. But I will say that I've really been victorious in that over the past few years. It's definitely something I struggle with. I think more than worrying, I just like to know that I have control of things. And so when I get put in situations where I don't have control, that's when I could find myself worrying. But God has shown me that I don't need to have control of things, that he has control. After we've just come through the Easter holidays, I was just reminded of that again as we spent time reflecting on the cross and on the burial and on the resurrection And it was such a powerful week for me personally because I really spent time being intentional and going through the scriptures and understanding the cross and what the cross meant. And Saturday, the the day after the horrific death of Jesus, where it felt like there was a sad ending to that story. It felt like grief. It felt like overwhelm. It felt like despair. But God had a bigger plan and he had it all in control. 
And it was just another reminder to me that I can trust a God who is in control. And when I feel like life is spiraling out of control, I need to put my trust in him, not at the end after I've exhausted all of Lori's plans and options, but at the beginning when I say, God, I don't know how you're going to work this out, but you're going to work this out. We are walking through a great season of change in our family, and my husband and I have got some very close friends who are also going through a big season of change. In fact, they're probably our best friends. They are the friends that are like family because we are so close. And it has been a hard experience to go through this past few months and this season of change, but it has also been a time where we have just seen God show up time and time again. And as couples, it's been neat to just rely on each other to show each other where God's moving. And one of the phrases that we have coined um, actually comes from a t-shirt that Rejoice has in our bookstore, and I wear it, and they always crack up when I'm wearing it because that's our phrase, and it says, God's got this. God's got this. God's got this. Like, I feel like I need to keep saying that over and over. I need to have it on sticky notes all over my house. I need to be constantly reminded that God's got this, whatever the this is. And for the past few months, I feel like the this has changed over and over time and time again for our family. And time and time again, God keeps saying, I know the future. I'm going to take care of this. I'm going to work everything out for my will. I'm going to get the glory in this. And that's what I want him to do. I want him to be glorified in every area of my life, even in the hard things. And sometimes we go through really hard things that God hurts with us when we're going through them. But we know that he can use those things for his glory. He can use those things to bring about change. He can use those things to bring people to himself. Okay, I promise I'm not going to cry through this whole podcast, but it's been a really neat season with the Lord, and I'm excited just to share more about what he's been doing. Let me start by reading one of my favorite Psalms, and it's Psalm 46, and it's a short Psalm, so let me read the whole Psalm to you. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble, and it doesn't say that God can be or God will be. It says God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. Do you ever feel like the waters around you are roaring? I've, I've felt that many times over and over. Verse four, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see the works of the Lord, the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. 
I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. And I know that's one of my mom's favorite Psalms. And it is such a powerful reminder of the power that God has. And I know that so many of you are walking through hard, dark trials right now. And it's your children that you're hurting for. It's a spouse that's walked away. It's an illness that that seems like it's going to take your life. It's a job loss that has devastated you. It's a hurt word from a friend. It's whatever it is, God sees you and he wants to be our ever-present help in our time of trouble. But we have to cry out to him. And I don't want you to get to a point where you're so busy crying out to other people that you forget to go to God and say, God, show me what you can do. Show me your power. Show me your strength in this situation. Many of you know the story of my daughter, Ashley. And for those of you who are new, I'll just give you a background real quick. Ashley is our youngest daughter. I have four kids. Um, Ashley was my part of my second set of twins. So I had a set of twins first. I had a single child, Ryan, and then I had a second set of twins, and that was Ashley and Tyler. And Tyler died at birth from an umbilical cord accident. And if you want to hear more about that story, you can email me and I will point you in the direction of some devotionals and some podcasts where I've spoken more about that. But that was the start of a faith journey of huge proportions when he died and when I really was questioning God and questioning his goodness and asking him to show me what good could come from a trial like that. And he did. He was faithful. But Tyler died. And then two years later, we found out that Ashley had been born with a congenital abnormality. It's a rare condition called caudal regression syndrome. And it was very unusual that she was diagnosed so late in life at two years old because this is usually something that is detected in pregnancy. It is a rare disease, and so a lot of doctors don't know how to treat it. And so as soon as she got diagnosed, our lives changed instantly. We've been in and out of the hospital and in and out of doctor's offices, and we travel from South Florida to Ohio several times a year to see specialists. And so that has been a journey for our entire family and our community like our tribe, our people, our friends have walked through this with us. And God has used Ashley's diagnosis to touch so many people. And on those days, no tears, Lori, no tears. On those days where I see her struggling and I struggle as a mom, I find faith and I find strength in Psalms, like Psalm 46, that God is our refuge. And that he formed Ashley's body, like Psalm 139 says. He doesn't make any mistakes. He did not forget to put those bones and those nerves in her body. It was not an accident. It was ordained by God. And that's a great reminder to me when I have those days where I feel so overwhelmed. Well, in February, Ashley and I were heading to the doctor. It was a visit in Ohio. We were just going to be gone a couple of days. 
we had moved up an appointment because she was having some problems and the doctor wanted to try to get her test done early. So we were expecting to be in and out of town quickly. And when we were there, they discovered a problem that needed to be corrected. And it was better for her to help her with the pain level she was facing to fix it immediately. So I left a doctor's appointment thinking I was flying home in a few hours, but discovering that the next day we would be admitted to the hospital so she could have some minor surgery done to fix this problem. And while I was so thankful and praising Jesus that they found the problem because fixing this would help Ashley's pain and would help her quality of life, I was immediately overwhelmed with the circumstances. I was immediately overwhelmed with the thoughts of Ashley going to the operating room without my husband there because that's a scary thing to do when you're in a city that is not at home and you're by yourself and it's just the two of you. And we've been through this many times. I think she's been to the operating room over 21 times now and it's overwhelming And then I was thinking, how am I going to fly home? Because we don't have flights. We weren't able to get a room in the Ronald McDonald house. So we were in a hotel. And how will I handle all of this? And the enemy just immediately wanted to overwhelm me with the thoughts of, you're not going to be able to deal with this. This is going to overwhelm you. But God, and let me just put a plug in for another podcast. If you haven't listened to the But God podcast, go check that out. But God, I love that phrase because God is bigger than our circumstances. He's bigger than our problems. And that week I saw him just hug Ashley and I so many times and say, I've got this, just like that shirt. God's got this. God's got this. And it was from little things like a friend saying, hey, I'm sending you some money through Cash App. Go take Ashley out to dinner and let her pick out her favorite restaurant in the city to God providing for our rental car to the hotel being so kind to let me check out for a few hours just to check back in the next day after we got discharged from the hospital. Instead of waiting for the normal check-in time, they allowed us to check in at like eight in the morning so that I could get Ashley situated in the room after her surgery. There was just God all over the situation. And I was reminded that week, God's got this. Like I can get so overwhelmed and consumed in my worry, but he has the details of our life worked out. In March, my husband and I were scheduled to chaperone our son Ryan on a missions trip to Spain with his basketball team. My husband, Scott, and our good friends, Jim and Eve, were going as the chaperones, and we've been working on this trip for a long time. Scott and Jim had been behind the scenes working on the fundraising and the details and finding flights and all of the logistics that went into taking a team out of the country for a Goodwill basketball missions trip. And early on, we decided that the only way we would be able to go is if we took Ashley with us because with her complex medical problems, it was going to be too difficult to leave her in the States and have both of us out of the country. And so either one of us had to stay behind or she would go with us. And it worked out that she was able to go and that was a blessing. But God, 
when she started having problems in January, I said, Lord, I don't know how I can take her to another country like this. I don't know if we could stay out of the hospital in another country. I don't know if we can deal with the things we have to deal with on a daily basis with her in another country. And God just kept opening the doors and saying, you're all going, you're all going on this trip. In preparing for the trip, there was about 12 boys who were going to go. And one by one, we had a couple boys that kept having to back out of the trip for a variety of reasons. One for medical problems, a couple that were international students who didn't have the right paperwork to leave the country and go into another country. There was just reasons that boys kept dropping off. And we kept saying, God, we know that you have orchestrated this trip and we know that you want to do things through this trip. And so show us, show us yourself, show us your glory, show us what you can do. And we just kept relying on that phrase, God's got this. We were within a week of leaving for the trip and we still had quite a need financially to be able to fund the entire trip. And we watched during that last week as God just brought the money in so that every boy that went on that trip was able to go and leave town knowing that there was no debt that needed to be taken care of when they got back. The trip had been fully covered, fully paid for. The last bit that they needed to fundraise, it was taken care of. And the way God did that was through showing us as adults who were trying to organize this missions trip that he had it all worked out. He brought in money that week. He even had a person give one of the adults some cash and say, distribute this among everybody and let them have some spending money on the trip. And it was such a good reminder to me again, that God's got this. And so I don't know what you're facing today and what your overwhelming situation is, but I want you to know that God's got this. I want you to steal my word for this month and be intentional about looking for God Look for him around you. Look for him in your church service. It's so easy to sit back in a sermon when when we have a pastor speaking into us and say, well, that didn't speak to me today because I already know about that passage or whatever the excuse is. But God can use every time his word is open to speak to us. And I want you to just trust that he has got this. And let me tell you that I am not coming at this from the point of saying, hey, God provided all of these things and we're just sitting here now relaxing and sitting pretty and not worried about anything. We are still as a family in the midst of a lot of question marks and As I said, as a type A personality, I don't like having question marks hanging over my life. I like to have everything neat and tidy, and I like to know what tomorrow is going to hold, and I like to know what next year is going to hold. And right now, God's saying, hey, you're going to trust me right now, and I'm going to take care of the future, and I've got it all planned out, but I want you to keep going on this journey with me and seeking me. 
when I read my devotions the other day, the title of it was about trust issues. And I thought, I don't have trust issues. But as I read the devotional, I was reminded I actually do have trust issues because I'm very guilty of saying that I want to trust God with my future, but then getting in a panic when I see things happen, like an unexpected surgery or a missions trip that seems like there's a lot of question marks hanging over it, or a future where I'm asking God, okay, Lord, show me what you're going to do because I see a lot of open-ended questions for the Lassen family. In Hebrews 13, it is the closing chapter of that book of the Bible. And so it's closing a letter and giving some exhortations. And verse 5 says, Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have. Because God has said, Never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? And I love that verse because it's a reminder that God's got this. Whatever the this is, as I said earlier, he is in control and he wants to show us his power and show us what he can do with our circumstances. Now, let me just tell you, in a couple of the situations that I talked about with Ashley's surgery a few months ago and with our missions trip to Spain, God did have all of that in control. All of those question marks that were lingering and those things that the enemy wanted to use to bring discouragement, he worked out. And some of them were not worked out the way I maybe would have worked them out. But I was able to see that God worked it out in a way that was better. And it was a time for me to just understand and submit that maybe he has something better if I'll just be willing to say, God, show me. Show me how you can use this. Show me what you can do through this situation. I keep looking in the Bible for the verse that says that we will not have any problems or heartache or trials or struggles in this life as Christians, but I have not found the verse. So if you know where it's at, let me know. But I'm pretty sure it doesn't exist in the Bible. And hopefully you realize I'm being very facetious, but we're not guaranteed a life free from struggle. We live in a world that is riddled with sin and God did not intend for it to be that way, but that is how it has turned out because of man and because of sin and going back to the garden, but God, but God, he is faithful and we can trust him. And when we get overwhelmed with the question marks that are lingering over our life, we can just crawl in his lap and say, Lord, you know what the future holds. And so help me to trust you. Now, I want to tell you what strengthens my faith when I'm having those days where that question mark or the 300 question marks as it feels some days can overwhelm me and it's looking for God. I try to take him in. I don't just take him in on Sunday when I'm at church. I take him in every day in so many different ways through my daily devotions, through reading his word, through turning on a podcast 
where someone can feed into my life through listening to a church service from an out-of-state church where I enjoy the pastor's messages, through music, oh my goodness, through music. Music is just so powerful in my life, and God uses so many gifted artists to speak truth to me and to really bring his word alive through their music and through the journey of other people. Just as I said earlier, I know that we've had friends that have told us that Ashley's story and Ashley's journey has strengthened their faith. I've been able to have my faith strengthened watching other people that I know and people that I just see from afar go through things with such faith and such hope in Jesus Christ. And one big way we can see that happen is when we are willing to be humble enough to admit when we feel the overwhelm and when we feel like we don't have it all together and when we need to say to people, I need you to pray for me because I'm struggling right now. I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm feeling defeated. I'm feeling discouraged. And asking people to come alongside you, it burdens me greatly that there's so many people in the church today who are struggling with hurting marriages and they refuse to raise their hand and admit that they're struggling in their marriage and they won't get help. And part of my word that I said with intentional, I am trying to be so intentional in our family and in our circle and our church with the people that are there to say, hey, we don't all have to say that we have it all together and pretend. Nobody has it all together. The greatest missionary and pastor, the greatest Charlene Steinkamp, they, nobody has it all together. And short of heaven, we can't have it all together because we live in a broken, fallen world. But when we say, hey, I'm struggling with this and I need your help and I need your prayers and do you have a resource that you can offer for me? It gives people the chance to pour into our lives and to remind us that God's got this. I was recently introduced to Travis Green, and you may know him. If you don't know him, I suggest you look him up. He is a pastor, and he also sings. And I recently came across a song that he wrote called Made Away. And let me just read you a couple of the lyrics. It says, you made a way when our backs were against the wall. And it looked as if it was over. You made a way. And we're standing here only because you made a way. And that song just resonated with me because I just thought of all the times where it felt like my back was against the wall, that I was going to be overtaken by the waves of circumstances. But God made a way. God wants to make a way in your life and in your circumstances and I know that it breaks my heart when people will write us and say, I give up because God never restored my marriage. And I always have the same response that short of death or short of the second coming of Jesus, we can't say that God did not do something. We just can't. I'm praying for my daughter's healing. And it's been 11 years since her diagnosis. And I can't say, well, God, you haven't healed her yet. Look at all the surgery she's had to do and look at all the adjustments we've had to make. You haven't healed her. You failed. Because her life is not over. 
And I know that some of you have been waiting a long time for God to show himself, but he will make a way. I have a friend who's been standing for her marriage restoration for quite a while. It's been many, many years. And she has just faithfully and quietly stood for her husband. She has been praying for her prodigal children. She has been a faithful servant through this. And I am sure she has days where she feels the overwhelm. I'm sure the question marks linger over her head constantly. But she has remained faithful to always come back to Jesus knowing that he is in control. And just as we read in that Psalm, that that he will make a way for us. She recently shared with me that her prodigal child has been coming to church because his girlfriend recently got saved and she was attending church and attending Bible studies and wanting to make God a priority in her life. And now he is doing the same thing. And she commented how she'd prayed for so many years that God would go after her son. And it's been such a long journey that she could have given up on praying for him and she could have given up on God and said, God, you never did this. But I want you to trust that God's got this. Don't let the calendar, don't let the clock dictate your emotions, and dictate your faithfulness to him. Jesus died on that cross, and three days later, he rose. What would have happened if he died on that cross and God said, we're going to wait three years, or we're going to wait 33 years, or we're going to wait 3,000 years? Would that have diminished the power of God? No. His timing is perfect. And so whatever you're facing today, I hope that you trust that God's got this. He will make a way. And when the enemy tries to defeat you and discourage you, open your Bible. Be reminded of the many people that God used. The little people that God used. The people that seemed so insignificant but did great things for God. You guys, that's us. That is us. That is every person associated with this ministry who's fighting for their marriage, who's fighting for a prodigal child. You might feel insignificant, but what you are doing is so huge. And you may not realize that today, but you're going to realize that and future generations will realize that. My dad is no longer with us and he is gone and he is with Jesus today. But the impact of the sin in his life and God's restoring power is still manifested today in our family because God had this on those crazy days when when there was strife and there was battles and it seemed like he was never coming home and it seemed like he would never get his life right with God. God was in control. And so today I pray that you will just surrender those question marks to God. I'm doing it every day. My family is doing it every day. Those question marks that our kids are walking through some things right now and they've got some forks in the road as they're young adults and they 
want to take the easy path because it's not easy to go through some of the things that we go through in life. But they're trusting God and saying, God, show me your will. Show me your way. Show me how you can turn this situation around for your glory. He is faithful and he will do it. Let me close us in prayer. God, we love you so much. Lord, I thank you for what you did. Even just recently as we've come through Easter and we were reminded once again of the price that you paid when you sent your son to die on the cross. Lord, we know we're so unworthy of the gift of salvation, but I thank you for sending your son for me. I thank you for sacrificing his life for my life. Lord, I pray today for the question marks that we're facing, that so many people are facing that are listening to this. Lord, it's hard to go through life and not know what tomorrow is going to hold and not know what next year is going to hold and not know where we're going to live or work or what school your child will go to or if that diagnosis is going to be terminal or whatever the situation is, God, we struggle with the unknown. Lord, I pray that you would just give us faith to trust you. You are so trustworthy. You are so good. And I pray that you would just give us the strength to each day leave those question marks of life in your lap. God, I pray that we would trust your timing whether it's a prodigal child or a prodigal that has left the home and left a marriage, whether it's a drug addicted loved one, whatever the situation is, God, I pray that you would just help us to trust your timing. I pray that we would not look at the clock, but we would be focused on you. Lord, I thank you for the way your word speaks to us. I thank you for the way you use even music to remind us of the words from the Bible and to encourage us. And God, I thank you for the people who you have equipped to write the Bible. Lord, we see so many examples of situations where you had them under control. You were in control of that situation in the Bible, God. You're in control of the situation today. And so, Lord, I pray that you would help all of us to just surrender our will and our way, and our desires, and our timelines to you. God, I thank you for what you have done in our life. I thank you for what you have done even in the past few months in the life of Ashley, and on the missions trip that we recently returned from, and even this Easter, God, the way you have answered the prayers of so many. And Lord, we look forward expectantly to what you will do in the future. We love you and we thank you. Amen. You guys, God's got this. He does. He does. It's not easy, but he's got this. So I pray that you will just let that anthem ring in your mind today that God's got this, whatever the this is, trust that he has it. And if you've got something that I can be praying for, I would love to hear from you. You can go to our website. And under the contact us, you can just fill out that form. So I have your email address or I have your phone number and write in there and let me know where have you seen God move in your life or what are you struggling with that you need to hear from God on? 
Where do you need to have your faith expanded as you go through this journey? I would love to interact with you. So please fill that out. You can also comment below this podcast and let me know there. But if you fill the contact form out, then I have a way to reach back out to you directly. So I prefer the contact form if you want to interact. Know that we are praying for you. Know that when you contact us, there is a slew of people who read through those messages, pray for them. We love you. We know what you're facing is difficult, but God's got this. Have a great day. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Google Play, be sure to subscribe so that you're notified when a new episode is released. And if you enjoyed this podcast and you found it beneficial, will you submit a review so it will help our rankings and other people will be able to find it? If you want to reach out to us, you can do so from our website, again, www.rejoiceministries.org. Write us and tell us how you enjoyed this podcast. If we can help you in any way, we invite you to visit the website of Rejoice Marriage Ministries at www.rejoiceministries.org. Thanks for joining us today as we proclaim that God heals hurting marriages. Divorce strikes families around the world, often with little notice. You can help us minister to these families with your financial gift. Visit rejoiceministries.org and help us teach men and women what Jesus can do for their hurting family.